you know, I was sitting there thinking, what am I going to talk about today? And then I was feeling a little queasy. So after I do this, I'm going to lie down for a few minutes before I need to pick up my son. I was working on taxes and paperwork and things like this, but I strangely enough had high blood pressure. Now that's not something that runs in my family. And my doctor put me on medication for my blood pressure a while back. And I thought, you know, I wonder if my fascia has anything to do with me having high blood pressure. It's it's not like I have the the characteristics of having high blood pressure and I know there's no one size fits all, you know, reason for high blood pressure, but my diet and things like that, I mean it just, you know, doesn't run in my family. And so I thought I am going to take myself off of my blood pressure medication. And I did this with my doctor's blessing. He said, you've got your cuff at home, you know, keep it, you know, keep track of it and see how it's going. Well, a lot of us complain of muscle spasms. And mine were severe when my fascia was heavily restricted. And a lot of people overlook the muscle spasm there there you think that it is a sign of something bad and it is it's it's like for me restricted fascia but there's such a thing as a protective spasm in the connective tissue and that's the fascia that's surrounding the arteries veins the lymphatic vessels and the nerves traveling through the rib cage as well as fascia within muscles tendons and the anchors for organs such as the heart and the lungs. Now these protective spasms are created in the body to protect a structure from injury, real or perceived. Now once they're triggered, they tighten the fascia, limiting movement and causing pain when movement exceeds this restricted range. Now, fascia within the outer layer of sympathetic nerves going to the heart and the lungs when in protective spasm will overstimulate the organs and contribute to a higher level of stress or anxiety within the body and left unaddressed. This could lead to elevated blood pressure and also a variety of anxiety disorders. And a lot of us do complain about uh, you know, being anxious and having some things of that nature bothering us. And last night I was doing pretty good and my husband needed me to do something and my stress trigger went off, you know, financially. I started thinking about money and then I was like, I have to go do this and am I going to have enough time before it closes? And then my neck started doing that back and forth thing that it does when I needed to have my surgical collar on. And I'm like, man, this something doesn't feel just right. And I went to bed and I woke up this morning and I still have the pain in my left side and my lower left side, which triggered the, the pelvic floor episode yesterday. But I got up, you know, and I, I took my blood pressure first one was 140 over 141 then it was 236 over 128 197 over 86 176 over 80 
230 over 117. And then right before I did this, 178 over 75. So I think we're having an issue here. <laughs> and I'm a little concerned. So I went and because I'm feeling a little nauseous. So I went and got me, uh, I call it on an, an Odansetron because I like the way that sounds. But I think it's Odin or Odansetron or Zofran, you know, to kind of help me there. And started trying to figure out what's going on. And I looked it up and, you know, it, I, I'm not doctor Googling. That's not what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure out how my body getting better or not getting better is affected by my fascia so I can hopefully share with you. And what I have learned is that fascia, of course, I know this forms a large network across the body and a stimulation of the fascia in one area can infect, you know, just can affect the entire body. And I was looking up my neck and the stimulation of the antlanto occipital joint, that area is thought to be especially effective in controlling blood pressure, as is the vagus nerve, which is a parasympathetic nerve. And it's adjacent to this area. Now, the atlanto-occipital joint, that, in case you don't know, is between the cervical spine and the base of the skull. Some people call it like, like the C1 joint. And that's where I'm having a considerable amount of discomfort. But I've had a lot of fascia released from there. And I'm just trying to put the two and two together. I do think that I'm having some blood pressure issues. So, like I said, back on the lipron, like was it lipronisil? I think lipronisil. So I went ahead and popped that baby real fast because I think worrying about my blood pressure going up and down is probably enough to make it bad. And I'm having a little bit of pain, but nothing that would cause. I would think. I mean, I've had worse to make my blood pressure go up. But I think it's funny that I got a little stressed, my neck started messing up, and then it's right there in the atlanto-occipital joint. Atlanto-occipital joint. Say that 10 times fast. So I'm wondering if that is not a sign that I've got some more adhesions in my neck. And I just bring this up because do you have blood pressure issues? Do you have anxiety issues? With conventional remedies, it's, you know, it's often overlooked. A lot of times, you know, our, our fascists is often overlooked. The doctors don't want to consider it. They don't consider it. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, there are up to 10 times more nerve endings in fascia than in muscle. I mean, sometimes, you know, that highly sensitive, that burning pain that you sometimes get, and it seems to hurt way more than it should, that's fascia. Fascia thrives on hydration and movement, and the best way to keep it healthy is by staying well hydrated and by moving, but we can't always move now, can we? I've always said a healthy fascia is hydrated 
and glides easily. And if you're not able to move because you're restricted, then you have an issue. If you're having problems with anxiety, perhaps it's the Atlanto occipital joint. But I just find that interesting because my blood pressure is off the charts, I would say. <laughs> and I'm having to wipe my nose with a tissue because my nose is and not to not to be disgusting. I'm sorry if you're eating or anything like that, but I now am producing mucus. Something that you know, I I would love to have been able to blow my nose for the past thirteen years and accomplish anything. It, you know, it would be desperate times before I really could, but now my nose is just running. And that means, you know, I guess, like I've said before, release the helms, the lymphatic area right there, the, the sinus uh, passages were all flooded with, you know, fascial adhesions now They've been released. Now my nose is running. Something I haven't had to deal with for a long time. Just like now I sweat. Something I thought I prided myself on because I did not do. And now I sweat. And now I'm going to lie down. Because I feel a little woozy. <laughs> but I just thought I'd share that. Because your fascia could be contributing to your anxiety. It could be contributing to your blood pressure issues, high and or low. And I mean your fascial restrictions. So, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.